Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, just peachy keen, Joseph. Peachy keen. How are you? I'm also peachy keen. <laughs> <laughs> I just am now thinking how one, I guess, uh, I was thinking of how one would, would write peachy keen in emoji. And I think it would be the peach icon and then the thumbs up. But that could also insinuate certain <laughs> things in our modern culture, <laughs> um, which, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be lying by, you know, saying PG Keen or saying the other one. So it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm great now that I've, I've come to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. That shocking <laughs> conclusion. Shocking. Yeah. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Late breaking, late breaking news uh, that everyone will be covering. So, how 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 are you? What are you? Are you eating anything this morning? Are you drinking anything this morning? Are there overnight oats in your life? They're slowly uh, taking over mine. Uh, well, uh, funny you should mention several of those things. Uh, I I was life. I was a minute late to recording because I was still chewing oats. Uh, but they were in granola. Um, that I had uh, procured, and it was covered in cashew milk. Um, so there you go. What, what, okay. We got a few things to talk about here. Firstly, um, I, I'm I disappointed. You're <laughs> I, I'm, I'm disappointed because, uh, I can't remember. I was listening to, I think it was, um, most important meal. I listened to the episode that Jason Snell was on recently and, uh, they seemed to claim that granola, um, did not 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 only did it not count as a breakfast cereal, but it also was a quote old person cereal, along with honey bunches of oats. Um, I will say that to be fair, I have always been into uh, things that it seems like stereotypically or maybe statistically even uh, older individuals like. Like my favorite cereal is probably just plain old bran flakes, and <laughs> oh. When it comes to candies, I like like Necco wafers and really strange oh. things like that. So my liking granola certainly doesn't help my case in this case. But I still – I think that granola can be a breakfast item and I don't think that people should slander it. Now, that that's the first point that I want to make and I totally am interested in your rebuttal. But the second point that I want to make is not even a point at all. It's just a question – why cashew milk as opposed to all of the other nut milks that exist on the market? <laughs> uh, okay, so first of all, uh, granola is absolutely a breakfast uh, thing that you can have, and it has been for forevs. Um, and for longer than we've been alive. Yeah, and uh, it, it is it is another situation, unfortunately, where uh, the East Coast bias of <laughs> most important meals is showing. Um, they, 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 they just don't understand. Uh, <laughs> they don't but, get it. Yeah. Cause like out here, you know, you, you get granola with your driver's license. Like it, it is <laughs> mandatory. Um, now as for the, the cashew milk, um, there's no particular reason. Uh, I don't always, uh, I, I, I'm not necessarily lactose intolerant, but sometimes milk does not agree with me. Um, <laughs> you're situationally lactose intolerant. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's sometimes it's best for like when you're dealing with milk to, to veer towards, uh, either the lactose free versions or, uh, 
a, a, a naturally occurring nut milk um, that that <laughs> just grows <laughs> off the trees. So uh, yeah, the the decision to try cashew was mainly because I have never had that particular one before, um, and it's sort of just like almond milk. It does have some almond milk in it, um, naturally to bulk it up because cashews are expensive. <laughs> and being in California, almonds are cheap. So there you go. So so the flavor didn't cash you off guard? No, no. Uh, it's not a thing you should worry about. <laughs> oh my god, we're the worst. Everyone's already just stopped the stopped listening right now. Um, interesting. I've never had cashew milk. Um, if I have a because I am incredibly lactose intolerant. I recently uh, found out that both of – maybe I've talked about this before, but both of my parents um, have lovingly provided me with the necessary requirements to be lactose intolerant. So not just one, but both of them. So there was no hope for me to ever be um, – tolerant of lactose. And so typically, I will drink what I think um, Alison Truge mostly drinks, which is uh, lactate or some other sort of it's basically they take milk and they take the lactase enzyme and they put the lactase enzyme into the milk and they shake it up and then they give it out. And so the, the sugars that are in the milk are already broken down. They don't have to wait till they hit your stomach where some of us don't produce that lactase enzyme necessary to make that happen. Uh, so most of the time I just use that and I use it for breakfast cereal more than anything else um, if I'm having milk. But uh, other than that, I like coconut milk um, and I don't mind almond or soy milk, but I just prefer to have the regular old cow juice that's already been digested <laughs> in, in the necessary ways for me. So, yeah, I, yeah. I find I find because uh, my my mother is lactose intolerant. So she al would always have lactate in the fridge when we were growing up. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes we'd run out of regular milk, which I was still drinking at the time. And I would drink some of the lactate. Um, my sister is also lactose intolerant. So she would drink the lactate as well. But I just find there's a certain like sweet mm -hmm. aftertaste to lactate that uh, I don't really love. Um, there's, uh, you know, the brand Horizon Organics. Uh yeah yeah they ha they have a lactose free version and for whatever reason it tastes less sweet to me than the um the lactate uh official version of that um I, but but still I don't know it's something odd about well, it well some of them will filter out because uh lactose breaks down into glucose and galactose which galactose is the coolest name for a sugar ever <laughs> and if galactose I brain. Yeah, like I would, uh, that'd be maybe like my, my wrestler name or something, Galactose. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, your your tongue is, I think, more adept at sensing glucose because it's a very common sugar and it's also necessary for our survival. And so I'm sure that it gives the impression of, of you know, the fact that it, it, it feels more sweet or it tastes more sweet and your enzymes in your mouth are already breaking things down to... to give you the ability to taste them as well. Um, so some of them, though, I know will, after they put in the lactase to break it down into glucose and galactose, will take out some of the glucose. Uh, so it could be an extra bit of processing. Um, so next question for you then is, uh, what percent milk do you like? And are there any that you have just sworn off because they're terrible? Uh, we've already talked about this in the past because I know that you 
Uh, oh yeah, that's right. We have, haven't we? Yeah, you 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 don't tolerate certain percentages of of milk fat. Um, I, Ugh. I, I don't know. I one percent or two percent. Um, fine, whatever. I am the two percent. <laughs> but uh, skim skim is a little too watery. Uh, yeah. and uh, whole milk. Um, is it's the devil. It's not the devil, but it's uh, Satan. It, it has a very rich mouth feel. Um, so Gross! <laughs> if I had a dollar for every, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. For every time somebody said you have a very rich mouthfeel, <laughs> I would have one, two, three, four dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not true. Listen, seems like a low number, true. but okay. Hey, many, uh, no, I don't want to know. No, no one, no, no one share their numbers no, with us. Thank no, no numbers. We never no want to hear about please. any numbers on this podcast. I swear to God, if I get numbers on Twitter, <laughs> I'm blocking you. Okay, so uh, we should probably talk about uh, technology? Question mark. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, because I, I don't recall, because I have a terrible memory, and maybe you do too, and so we'll both not know. Did uh, did I get to follow up on my the saga of my iPhone 10? Yes. Uh, okay. You, well... I don't know if I did on the show, is you, what I can't remember. You didn't describe the actual sending off the Viking funeral for the, the things <laughs> once they left. You you just described your plan once you would be receiving ah, the boxes. Yes. Okay, great. Then let me I'll give a quick uh quick rundown of, of basically what happened. Um so yeah, as I had mentioned, I was thinking that I would have to send off my phone first. Um before I was going to get a new one. And then I saw a notification pop up that said, hey, you've got a phone on the way. Um, so the phone, uh, you know, I was sort of just suspending myself in a, a warming embrace of disbelief so that I wouldn't be disappointed if it didn't happen, um, which I I think is a necessary skill in, in certain cases. And in this case, I, luckily, it wasn't one. So I got uh, the new iPhone 10, the replacement um, and I whipped it out of the package and I compared it with the one that I had that I felt was faulty and looked to see that, Hey, you know, this actually doesn't have the same screen issues. Everything's fine. Everything's, uh, peachy keen, jolly good and all that. Um, so I took the old phone, uh, the one that I was sending back to Apple and I still had the box with the weird plastic holy down things that keeps it in place whenever it's in um, shipment. And I, I checked in with a couple people, uh, including um, Spencer Wollers, who uh, many of you might know from Twitter as CDOR, which I'm probably mispronouncing, and also Stephen Hackett and a few other people who know apple things and said, hey, do I have to send the whole box back or can I just send the phone back? Uh, they're like, you should definitely send back whatever you get. Uh, they're probably expecting all of it. Otherwise, you could be charged for the stuff that doesn't come back. So put it all back in the original box. I hadn't opened the headphones because by golly, I don't use those earbuds. Um, and I actually hadn't <laughs> even taken the plastic off of the stupid underpowered charger thing either. So it was just the cord that had been unwrapped. So I just wrapped that back up and stuck it in there. Sent it off um, and then also sent off at the same time because I'm part of the iPhone upgrade program, my iPhone 7 Plus. Um, so those went to two different places, but all via FedEx. Uh, the one thing that I was worried about in the period of time following was that my iPhone 10 wasn't showing AppleCare Plus coverage. 
And one of the things, of course, with uh, the upgrade program is that Apple Care Plus coverage is included in your month-to-month payment. Um, so once they got the phone, at that point, I got an email that said, hey, we got the phone. Thanks for sending it back. Um, and then I checked again at mysupport.apple.com. And my Apple Care Plus coverage was on my new iPhone. So everything's been uh, great, good, and wonderful since then. I've not had any further issues. And uh, yeah, everything worked out. That's good. Yeah, I'm I'm actually very pleased because I didn't have to wait until December. And I didn't have to, you know, wonder if I was going to be without a phone for a while. None of that stuff. It all uh, just went exceptionally well, despite the sort of miscommunications that, that started things off. So... Yeah, I know, I know you had been uh, pretty worried about it. I just didn't want to get charged mm. for two phones or any of that kind of stuff. So, oh, they're uh, so cheap, yeah. though. <laughs> Be like, um, sorry, but no, nah, I'm going to need that money back. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the case there. So, well, let us um, oh, break wait. into things. Oh, wait, you just said the, you just said a word that made me think of something very important. Was it lettuce? No, it was case. Okay. <laughs> but I like that you thought it was lettuce, but uh, so uh yeah, you, did 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 do you have your tin in a case? I've got my tin in a box. No, it's in a case. Um <laughs> so, so I originally No bought... one sent us numbers. <laughs> Especially Roman numerals. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I originally bought the Cosmic Blue uh, leather case from Apple, which is a gorgeous blue case um, with the machined uh, shiny buttons. And I've always adored, uh, not adored, that's the wrong word. I've always liked, I've enjoyed Apple's cases uh, because they're A, designed to fit very well with the device and B, are typically slim 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 uh that of course doesn't apply to the battery case but aside from those slim 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 well one of the things that i was sort of disappointed about was that among the cases that were there uh the closest thing i could get to a green that i like was what they call dark olive um which is essentially the same color as my skin and not actually green at all um, well, there just so happened to be a company who had reached out because I put together an article uh, for iMore called Best iPhone Tin Cases. Um, and so I've had case manufacturers contacting me left and right. Hey, can I get in on that? Can we get in on that? Um, and one of the companies was called Mujo. That's M-U-J-J-O. Um, and they just so happened to have uh, some cases that actually are pretty great. Um so I uh, saw their cases and I saw that they had this beautiful olive green case that wasn't dark olive. It was just this beautiful green color. And I immediately went to Amazon and ordered it. And uh, it arrived not too terribly long ago. And I slipped it in and it fits really well. I'd gotten some messages on Twitter that said the early versions of the case didn't fit the iPhone 10 quite as well. And so I was worried about that. But luckily, whenever it arrived, it fit very, very well. One thing that I've been uh, telling people and that I think um, seems to ring true is if you're going for a case, consider getting a case that does not have um, a full wrap around. Um, what I mean by that is 
Apple's cases and then also these Mujo cases, the bottom of the phone doesn't have a uh, covering. So the, the case sort of dips underneath so that the speaker grills are fully available and the lightning port is fully available. But that's not why I think that it's important. Why I think it is important is because all of that bottom area of the screen is where gesturing happens on iPhone 10 because there's no home button. And I have tried out some cases that different manufacturers have sent to me that do completely go all the way around the phone. And it's just, it's not as nice of a feeling. There's just something about having that space open and completely free to swipe up and swipe down and swipe left and right and everywhere else uh, that's really nice. So if you're thinking about getting a case, I would certainly recommend getting one that has that open bottom. And uh, thank you, Joe. Um, I really would, don't send us numbers. Um, I really would like it if this case had uh, machined buttons like Apple's case because some green anodized aluminum buttons would look so good. And I miss my anodized aluminum iPod so much. So yeah, I have a case. Do you have a case? Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this before, but uh, I got the... You and Dan talked about it. I don't think we got to talk about it. Yeah, I, I got the uh, the, the, the silicone um, Fly case. Fly purple people eater. <laughs> yeah. It's it's called Ultraviolet on Apple's website, but what I liked was when I went to, to pick it up from the Apple Store, and I said I wanted the Ultraviolet case, the uh, Apple Store re- representative looked at me like I was crazy and asked which one, and, and I said the purple one. Um, and so I have Aww. it and it is very purple. Um, it, one might say ultra purple, but, uh, it is, uh, very nice. I had midnight blue, which is, uh, a very, a very good color too, but I thought I'd just switch it up cause I was getting a different new phone. Um, uh, I don't love all of the other colors and I don't want anything that's too, uh, eye catching. Um, because while this is purple, it's also kind of dark. So in a dark room, it's not like, uh, drawing the eye. Whereas I feel like the, the, uh, I forget what the color name for the magenta fuchsia one, that, mm-hmm. that one, um, that one draws the eye. Uh, so, uh, that was, that was nominally a factor in this. Uh, they also have like a, something called cobalt or something. What, what's... Rose red is the name of the, oh, yeah. um, the, uh, pinkish, uh, magenta one. Yeah. That rose red. Um, to the old ultraviolet. Rosebud, um, but the uh, yeah, I, I, unfortunately, it doesn't match with my uh, Beats X, uh, which are blue. Um, <gasps> For shame! Yeah, but none of the blues that Apple make really match it, which is, I don't know, guy, kind guy, of annoying. Guys, you make both of these things. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Yeah. That that's that's a little. Uh, okay, so you have the you have the Beats X and not the Power Beats. Right the okay. the one the that... ones that go fully into your ear. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, they, they... I'm looking at the site right now, so I was just curious. Yeah, the, the, the uh, it's the the kind that rests has a cable that basically rests on the back of your neck. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it it doesn't bother me. Uh, I thought it would, but uh, apparently they're they're like the they're the thicker parts of the cable where like the battery parts seem to be. Um, yeah, that's an interesting thing on both sides. Yeah, and they that kind of sort of balances on the front so then it doesn't like uh laminate to the back of your neck um ah, okay. yeah so it, it's 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 actually surprisingly oh, the comfortable of them are, are magnets that's nice yeah so uh which is nice uh if you're in a work environment and you need to constantly be taking out your earbuds but you need your earbuds because you're in an open office and you don't want, 
you don't want to hear everything. Um, but, uh, but that, that's, uh, very helpful because, uh, I, I don't really have ears for, uh, AirPods. You don't have ears? Uh, yeah, it's a little known fact. The, the photos you see. Again, late breaking news. The photos you see are all all marked up with with ears. Um, no, but the They're digitally manipulated. You can do that. You have those skills. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, don't have the budget. But uh, the the uh, the nice thing is because the the AirPods don't fit in my ears uh, and sit there comfortably. Um, that I find that these have the little plastic shape thingies that you can put on and find which one works for you um yeah and and so that that's that's it you know it's it's, it's got those swappable ear tip things there you go ear tips yeah. i think that's what they're called yeah for, for your comfort um and so that helps a lot and if i were to make a gift guide i would put that on there in spite of the fact that it doesn't come in a matching color for my case yeah that's that's a little upsetting um, that they, again, that they don't have your color. Uh, I've been eyeballing <clears throat> some of these different ones and hearing sort of what people have to say about them versus, uh, AirPods and others. Cause I, I do, I enjoy my AirPods, um, you know, a, a fine amount. I, they're, they're fine. They work. They, uh, stay for the most part, but I have a pair of, uh, Jaybird or was it Jay? I don't know. J Sport Bluebird, Blue Sport J Bird, J Blue Sport Bird. I think you I had think it right it. the first time. I think it's. I think it's. <laughs> you think it's uh, all of it? <laughs> I think it's the bird is the word. Uh. Uh, regardless <laughs> of what it is, uh, regardless of that, I like those quite a bit because they're lightweight and they stay in my ears because of their ear bits. They're the part that goes inside of the ear. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's interesting. The I've heard quite a few complaints in recent months, or not complaints, but sort of um, questions and things like that about getting uh, AirPods to stay in your ears. And there really isn't a a great solution for that, unfortunately, um, or at least not one that involves not being able to put them back into the case afterward because you put some you know big things on the the ear part of it so that it'll stay in your ear. Yeah, so I've, I've seen some of those little hacks. Um... Also, I've, I've many of the people that I interact with online seem to be having issues uh, with AirPods that uh, might be software related, at least at the moment, where sometimes they're unpairing or uh, not pairing or doing some other weird things. Um, and that, that might be iOS 11 related, uh, not necessarily like a, a defect of the system that they've been using for a while. Um, but uh, I will say that the Beats X, uh, I have not had an issue uh, with the Bluetooth pairing. Nice. Yeah. Which is surprising because that was one of the things I was very trepidatious about. Um, but I'm glad I bought the Beats X back when I had my iPhone 6 because uh, it, it really eased the transition because I got used to using that before I had a phone that didn't have a headphone jack. Um, and there have only been a couple of occasions where uh, the uh, power has run out of the device and uh, you get the sad little boop, boop, boop thing and then it turns off um and i i noticed then that i don't have a headphone jack but the rest of the time it's very nice um not to have to deal with that sort of thing it's also nice when you get into a moving vehicle and you don't have to plug in power and a headphone jack um it feels like you're not like completely wiring in um although there is still one wire but whatever 
<sighs> headphones. Well, yes, headphones. And speaking of headphones, no, not headphones. Speaking of audio, mm. um, HomePod got pushed back. Yeah, we had theorized that that would be happening. Um, mere week before that did. <laughs> <laughs> Psychic. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, and I, I don't read too much into this delay. I know that some people are like, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean for the product? Maybe they're rethinking it. Maybe they're going to make it more competitive with the, the, the Amazon Echo. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't think they're doing that. Um, I think they just didn't even hit their milestone that they had set for themselves <laughs> back in June. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I saw some people are like, oh, it's not competitive at the price. Maybe they're rethinking it. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> It's gonna You're be rethinking the price. No, it's, no. it's gonna be three hundred fifty dollars, guys. Don't don't get too excited. And first excited. of all, like, why would why would a delay have anything to do with the price? I that doesn't make sense. To I, me. It, there there seems to be a degree to which people think that Apple is going back to the drawing board, um, which I feel like is wish casting and not not borne out by anything. <laughs> going back to the drawing board to try and make manufacturing less expensive, so they're going to release a new. No, 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 no. It, I, no. I, yeah, it, no. All of these things have made me roll my eyes. And then there's also the analysis of maybe it'll do more. It'll have more full, uh, be more fully featured. And it's like if it was more fully featured, they they would be. I don't know, hinting at that somehow with SiriKit, uh, but they're not. There's nothing there that's being added right now in iOS 11. So unless, so this is my yeah. this is my one thing on that um, because I did uh, on on iMore Show I talked about how I could see um, them focusing more on on Siri and that that could play into uh, the delay. And the reason I uh, came up with that sort of theory is that theory for Siri is that uh, it'll come out in early 2018, which probably means like March or April or something like that. Um, and then shortly after we'll, we'll have WWDC. And I think that at WWDC, we could see a software rollout or firmware rather rollout that will add more functionality potentially again with Siri. So Siri itself, because we'll see, you know, iOS and, and Mac OS updates, uh, tvOS and watchOS as well, that we might see some new domains available to Siri and uh, other opportunities with Siri Kit, which will then make the HomePod more powerful. And that's why, too, and we've talked about this, why the device is so closely linked with an iOS device is because when they roll out those updates on iOS, then the HomePod can take advantage of those things. Um, so I I think in that sense, by delaying too, uh, by pushing it closer to WWDC, and then, you know, the, the eventual rollout in the rest of the year, that gives more of an opportunity for those of us who are the loudest people in the room, the ones that complain about this stuff, to get an early look at some of the new stuff that will be coming to Siri, or rather to HomePod, which will then, uh, I think, alleviate some of the hand-wringing that's happening right now on HomePod versus Sonos versus uh, Echo versus others. Uh, sorry for those of you who changed your wake word to Echo. That's your fault. You're all fools. Uh, love you anyway, though. So I think that maybe that is that. That's at least where my my 
postulizing comes from. That's where my theorizing comes from. Uh, that we could see some some new updates hit at that point. But I don't know. I don't think that this spells Apple is doomed. I also think that uh, at first when people were talking about how this is a, a failure of the company and it's bad and it's this and that and it's the other, I thought, okay, I think we're overreacting. Uh, but then I saw a sort of middle take that I found interesting and that seemed to be backed up by some hard facts. And the fact is, over the course of, of Tim Cook's tenure so far, um, he has been more apt to reveal he and the company. You know, it's not just him, of course. Kyle, I know if you listen to this, you don't have to tweet that uh, that Tim Cook doesn't make all the decisions. I know. Um, he is not alone in making these decisions, but it is true that we've seen more early announcements for products than are typical where we've seen the uh, can't innovate anymore. My, but uh, my peach. And then we saw the, the early look at the Mac pro. We saw an early look at the iMac pro. We saw an early look at AirPods. We've seen an early look at, um, Oh gosh, what's it called? Portrait mode. We've seen an early look now at home pod. And so time and time again, we're seeing these new products um, announced or new features in some cases uh, way ahead of time uh, from whenever the product actually ships. And that could potentially be a response to not only industry analysis that suggests that Apple is behind on this, that, and the other, but uh, on uh, what's it called? Wall Street in general. And I think that there is some some truth to that argument. And I found it fascinating whenever it was sort of all laid out there in front of me. Check out all of the stuff that Apple has announced early. And then in some cases, like AirPods and like uh, now the HomePod, these things had to ship later than what was uh, originally suggested. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I agree that they're overambitious and pre-announced things sometimes and maybe when they should not necessarily. Um, I think uh, Jason Snell had an interesting take on this uh, that I heard on his secret subscriber podcast uh, first. And he, I think he also brought it up again on Upgrade the other day. Uh, but the uh, uh, announcing it early is one way to um, keep people from purchasing uh, products this holiday season for competitors and investing in their ecosystems. Um, but I mean, hmm. I don't know. I, I, what I, if, <laughs> do you think, oh yeah. man, that would be very fascinating if Apple, Apple never intended to ship uh, on time for the holiday season, but no. they announced it early and said they were going to no, ship. No, no, I think they really did want to. Um, I don't think they would have leaked the HomePod firmware if they weren't working on it uh, or, or any of those other things. I, I, I just think that uh, they, a side effect of this is that part of the reason why you would announce it um, early is to uh, get people to consider the product and setting aside money for your product. Um, the fact that it hasn't materialized is not great but uh if if it hadn't materialized then people would be putting off that purchase even if it was something where by the end of the year um they were shipping it late december or something that wasn't going to be there for the holidays because uh as it was it wasn't going to be there for the holidays uh, essentially um i don't think uh this it, 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 since they had said it would ha uh, be available in december that's usually an indicator that it's not going to be widely available 
um, for consumption. Uh, so at the very least, they just wanted people to, to think about the thing. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, I have a hard time getting excited about anything that has anything to do with HomePod because like you had pointed out, um, it, it is deficient in some areas, uh, that, uh, would need to be improved for me to find it to be uh, useful in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a feel, I have that uh, feeling about a lot of things in my life. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I agree. I, I think I've talked about it on this show before, for sure that I was originally not too excited about the home pod. And then I was really excited about the home pod. And now I'm back to, not being excited about the HomePod. The period when I was excited about it again was when I was having a lot of trouble with the Echo and with uh, A-L-E-X-A working properly for me. Um, so we were sort of in a fight and I was threatening to move on and, you know, <laughs> say that we should maybe... Uh, See other people. <laughs> uh, try seeing other people, exactly. Uh, but now, you know, we, we went to counseling, we've worked it out and our relationship is stronger than ever. And <laughs> I just think that bringing a new, a new person into the dynamic that we've created when we've just learned to appreciate each other and speak our truths is detrimental to a healthy relationship. At least that's what my my uh, therapist says. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, um, I, I have a, a non-tech question for you, but if you have some more tech questions or, or topics, then we'll hit those first. I'm just keeping you informed. <laughs> Now I'm trepidatious about what I want to say next. Uh, no, I I don't really think I have anything else to add except um, uh, just a, a quick fact-free uh, rant, uh, which is that... Uh, a fact-free rant? Well, it's not fact. Oh, okay. Okay, okay gotcha. It, it's like opinions. It's not fact-free, uh, but, it, but, it, but it's something that uh, I noticed as a frustration uh, recently. Uh, I had upgraded to High Sierra on my uh, 2012 MacBook Pro. Um, I didn't need to at the time, but I had waited a point release and nobody really seemed to be complaining very much or loudly. And Adobe had claimed that their software had been updated for, uh, High Sierra. So I was like, might as well, cause, uh, eventually they're going to force the update, uh, cunningly, <laughs> uh, by, by having it download in the background and just having it as a box you can push and then be surprised when your computer restarts and it's in a different operating system. So I was like, surprise, might as well just do it now. Um, unfortunately, this was a completely wrong decision to do, uh, because, I have uh, arrived in an operating system where I have experienced five kernel panics in a week. Um, I That is more kernel panics than I've had the entire time I've owned this computer um, since 2012. So, a comma, space, since 2012. Uh, so, I, I, don't, I don't understand how that's even a thing that could be happening. And when I try to parse the, uh, you know, when your system kernel panics and it restarts, there's, there's an error log that it wants to send to Apple. Yes. Um, and I tried to parse what the error log was saying, but you know, that's not really like human readable. Uh, but the, uh, the, the concerns it was expressing seemed to be related to, uh, the kernel extension that handles, uh, the APFS file system and okay. a, th- uh, a, a process called backup D, uh, backup D is the backup daemon. Um, 
when this had crashed, it was plugged in uh, to my Time Machine drive. Um, I only had Fission open, um, which is an audio editing application, uh, and I was converting. I was I was doing an export of uh, an MP3. Um, these things should not have impacted uh, anything major, really, but uh, it seemed to freak it all out and cause it to kernel panic. Um, in the previous kernel panics, it had all been related to uh, me having Adobe software open at the time. Um, so I had assumed it had something to do with instability related to Adobe software. Um, I feel like I want to go back and try to find a way to look at those logs for the crashes and uh, see if it was the file system each of these times. Um, in which case... I have some concerns because Uh-oh. I find that uh, file systems are kind of important to computers. Uh, so you wouldn't <laughs> hope think, it's not that. <laughs> you know, that seems like a really odd, odd thing that a file system would be important to a computer. I know. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it's it's a little discomforting because uh, Craig Federighi had talked extensively uh, this this summer since WWDC about how confident they were in the move from... Uh, uh, HFS file system to a PFS file system, their new file system, and that they had even executed this transition on uh, a bunch of iOS devices, um, and then had gone flawlessly. And so, this was a thing that was going to be rolling out, and wouldn't we all be excited? Um, because they had so thoroughly tested this. Uh, now I'm having some doubts. But again, it's just me. I, I don't seem to be seeing a lot of reports of other people having these issues. It is entirely possible that my machine is just too old and busted uh, to 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 cope with the uh, ever changing world in which we live in. Um, but uh, that that's that's the conclusion of that. I uh, you know remind me to uh, keep you up to date um, the next time at Chrono Panics, and I'll I'll have some more info maybe. Yeah, yeah, you should definitely uh, keep keep a log. Mm-hmm. You can share. You'll just read it out on the show. I have my journal. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, you haven't had any problems, but I'm going to assume you have not upgraded. Um, no, I, I've I've upgraded to uh, High Sierra, and in fact, recently have been running um, beta versions of High Sierra, and I have not run into uh, many issues in in recent months. Uh, when I first upgraded. Um, to just plain old, I, it was not even beta, but plain old High Sierra. I had a lot of app compatibility issues at first, and then, you know, apps started to come out with new stuff, and it was fine. Um, but since then, I haven't, I don't know that I've had a kernel panic in a really long time either. That said, I am, I, I use Photoshop almost every day, but I don't use it for long stretches of time. And uh, I use Final Cut for editing any video that I edit, which, of course, is just ha- just so happens to come from the same company that makes uh, High Sierra, so it's quite possible that that's bound to work a little bit better than some third-party services. Um, I do have a bunch of Adobe apps on the computer, uh, and uh, Illustrator and Photoshop would be the two, I think, that I would open the most and have not had issues with those. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I've, I've been, everything's been okay, um, other than uh, I've noticed a few processes will get away from from me from from the activity monitor a little bit quicker than what I would expect. So then my fan starts spinning up, and I'll have to uh, kill an app that's for no reason taking a bunch of of the CPU and hammering it hard. So 
that I think that's been most of the issue is just some performance bugs. But other than that, I've lucked out to not be experiencing the things that you have been. Yeah. Uh, also, one last thing. Um, I miss having all my files as a thing in Finder. Yeah. Recents does not seem to cut it for me. Um, it, it it's it's very strange too because like I'll export a file somewhere and then I'll go to recents and Finder and be like, well, I just made this file. It should be a recent file and it doesn't exist there. <laughs> it's just like, yes, that's too odd. I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. That's so frustrating. And that's, yeah, that's absolutely uh, something that I have like, why, why does recent and sometimes, cause I, I mostly um, make sure that almost every window is sorted by date modified. And sometimes the date modified doesn't quite cut it because it, it doesn't update that that's like the mo you know the most recently updated file for some godforsaken reason and that is frustrating so i'm I'm with you there yeah and uh, i mean it's not for every application or file created like i have a text edit file that i made and it's there but i have uh an aif file which i converted through fission to uh an mp3 file um and I have the AIF listed there, but the MP3 is not. Um, but I know the MP3 is there. Uh, so it's it's very weird. Um, I don't I don't know why they changed that necessarily from all my files. I thought it was working fine. Um, I don't know either. Yeah, and why did, I get that? <laughs> why, why did I decide to make my voice come up like this? But uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the other thing was uh, that it seems to also forget the viewing preferences I have in Finder. So I'll be skipping around through folders, and it's like, oh, you wanted this to be uh, a list with a bunch of little drop-down triangles next to it. And it's like, no, that's not what I wanted. This, I never wanted that. Why did I you do never, that? I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to be set to cover flow. Why is this in cover <laughs> flow right now? Oh, man. I forget that they still have cover flow. Oh, yeah, I just turned that on. the worst. Why is this there? I don't know. It's the worst. <laughs> There's going to be somebody out there who, like, covets uh, cover flow. And so you cover flow coveters. I actually do want to hear from you so I can figure out what the heck is going on. And maybe you can talk to my relationship counselor. <laughs> uh, because that is an interesting choice that you've made cover yeah. flow coveters. Yeah. You, um, well, you know, not to comfort those cover flow coveters, but there it was something that Steve Jobs was apparently very jazzed by. Uh, yes, yeah. which is why I think it's because uh, there is even some early things about him like seeing it somewhere else, right? And then he's like, "We have to have that," and then took it. I, yeah. I don't remember how he's it all like, worked, "It's flipping but... through albums." And it's like, <laughs> "Yes, that's how I want to look at my text files." Um, yeah, but... <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind it for albums, um, which yeah, I think is you know what what you're saying there. It's whenever it's yeah text files or PSDs or um, even PDFs because from a distance they're difficult to see. From a distance, spacebar. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd rather just hit spacebar and see the file in a big, nice, uh, quick look window. Yeah. All right. Well, that concludes technology, and now you have a non-technology question for me. Yes. Um, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I love to um spend time with the family, make food, and uh, not have the stress that typically comes with the expenditures associated with the end of the year uh, holidays, be it Christmas, Hanukkah, or anything that you choose to celebrate or not celebrate. Um, so I'm curious, Joe, what you are doing for Thanksgiving. And uh, if you're not doing anything for Thanksgiving, if you are, 
what is the food that you're most looking forward to consuming around the the holiday around Thanksgiving? Or alternatively, if there's not a food specifically, what is like your favorite Thanksgiving food? So we'll start with your plans and then go to fave foods. Alrighty, um, this is going to be very easy for me. Uh, so last weekend I went to a uh, a wedding, uh, a friend of, a uh, mutual friend of Jason, uh, and myself, uh, it was that I when... thought you said neutral at first before I understood you said mutual. mutual. And I was like, I wonder what a neutral friend is. <laughs> They're fine. Um, but <laughs> so we, we went to their wedding and Riverside is very nice. Um, but, uh, he departed to go to, uh, Switzerland, uh, uh, that afterwards. Um, and I'm not doing that. Uh, so I, <laughs> I am, cause I don't have, I don't know, a week off that I can take, but, uh, I'm, I'm instead going to just be traveling over the, the holiday days itself, which is not necessarily a recommended thing. Um, mm, but I will, especially Thanksgiving, it's like the most traveled holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be taking a red eye out of here Wednesday night, arriving in Tampa, um, uh, Thursday morning, uh, at 6 30 AM. Um, and I will be enjoying, uh, the, the, the Thanksgiving festivities for a couple days and then flying back on Sunday. And the food that I'm, and, uh, the food that I'm most looking forward to is my mom makes, um, uh, stuffing. Um, and I, I have always called it stuffing. I know it's technically dressing cause it's not inside the bird. It's, I don't, but I, whatever it's stuffing. Um, so the, uh, uh, the, the stuffing that she makes is, uh, it has, uh, diced up, uh, red apples and uh, Italian Ooh. sausage crumbled in it. Um, oh my! So it is very good. Uh, it has like a you know that, that fennel anise flavor yes. um, from the from the Italian sausage because the sweet Italian sausage, not the spicy. And then you get some sweetness from the uh, the apples too. And then there's uh, the celery, which I don't love in any other form but uh for some reason when it bakes down it gets a little like buttery and caramelized um and yes. so so it's pretty well, good celery and fennel are like best buds uh well, yeah they're related right because mm -hmm. they're yeah. yeah they're from the same like they're like family uh like yeah they're uh cousins at least yeah the the ruby vegetable family um but the the uh the bulby <laughs> the bulby ruby vegetable family but uh yeah that's that's the thing i'm looking forward to the most because we only have that uh for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Um, my mom makes this same thing, uh, basically. Uh, I, I like turkey and I like gravy on the turkey and I like mashed potatoes. Um, and love me a little well of gravy and the top of the mashed potatoes. Um, cause, I, cause I'm a classy gentleman who does that. Uh, but basically, uh, I don't, there's not a lot there that I really crave except for the stuffing. That, that's the, that's the one that, uh, keeps me uh, coming back for the the holidays. Uh, what about <laughs> yourself? What are you doing? Oh man, I I have to. Does it have cranberries or is it just apples and sausage? Just apples and Italian sausage. I'm gonna, I'm like look I'm looking up a recipe that can be something close to this, and then maybe 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 I'll make it because I'm like drooling at the thought of Italian sausage and red apples and stuff. Oh, that sounds really good. Um, so Shane is, uh, as I've mentioned before, my partner. Uh, for anyone who's listening doesn't know, uh, is in St. Louis, uh, working and living at the moment, and I am in uh, Springfield working and living at the moment um, until our lease is up and all that jazz. So Shane will be coming back uh, to Springfield tomorrow. And then he and I, and maybe the dogs, uh, we haven't decided yet, uh, will be traveling to my hometown, uh, which is St. Joseph, and uh, spending 
Wednesday and Thursday uh, with my fam. Or sorry, no, not not Wednesday. We will we will be leaving Thursday morning. So on Thanksgiving, uh, that'll be fun driving to uh, St. Joe. It's only three hours away or three or four hours away. Um, so it shouldn't be too terrible. But uh, yeah, we'll be headed there, uh, play games, hang out, have fun. And uh, then we'll come back on uh, Friday before it's time to start the, the next week uh, of work. But I am, uh, and my whole family is looking forward to, I think I've gotten messages from four different family members uh, that have on many occasions mentioned the thing that I'm looking the most forward to, which just so happens to be the thing that I make, uh, which is uh, my greens. Um, so if you don't know what greens are, greens can mean many things. Uh, it typically starts with collard greens or mustard greens or both. Um, so these big and, and kale is sometimes used. I don't typically, uh, because it's very, very fibrous and it also uh, carries its own flavor more so than collard and mustard greens do, but it's these big leafy green vegetables. Um, you cut them up into little pieces and you boil them down in stock and, uh, several other secret ingredients that include, um, a very delicious, uh, seasoned sausage and, uh, some, some, some hickory smoke and some garlic and a bunch of other stuff. You cook that in the pot all day. You let it uh, simmer down until the fibers have broken down inside of the greens. And then everyone eats them faster than you can make them because they're so damned delicious. Like if there's anything I'm going to pat myself on the back for in life, it is absolutely my ability to make delicious uh, soul food collard greens and um, I learned the recipe from my grandmother. And uh, yeah, so I've, like I said, people keep asking, so you're, you're making those, right? You're making those. So I think I'm going to have to make two pots of them. Um, so when Shane comes tomorrow, he and I are going to go to the store and get all of our necessary greens making materials. And um, I will take to it. But for foods that I'm not making, uh, certainly pumpkin pie is just... Uh, I just love pumpkin pie. And so I'm excited to have my grandma. She makes homemade pumpkin pie every year. And so I'm looking forward to that. And um, not a whole lot else, really. Uh, turkey is fine, but I don't really, you know, have a particular, I, I, as you know, like meats especially don't make me happy or like raise my raise my heart happiness level or anything like that. Uh, ham, I don't eat. Because I got sick one Thanksgiving eating ham, which I think we've talked about on the show before or at some point talked about. Um, and if I make this stuffing, then that is something else that I'll be very excited about. And it will also be a surprise for the family because they don't know that I'm also bringing that. So uh, pumpkin pie and greens are my two final answers that were involved in that long story I just told. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I, I see my my family did not have... Uh, greens um we we of course lived in the southern region of the united states but uh we we did not have um uh a lot of soul food uh because my mom was from new jersey <laughs> uh, so uh it's that's interesting uh and i like uh collard greens um i've never made them myself though i might try if i can steal your uh recipe but uh oh, yeah you should yeah yeah the uh as for pumpkin pie, um, you of course highlighted one of the seasonal uh, bests that exist out there. Uh, I love pumpkin pie. Um, in our pie episode, I believe we talked about <laughs> we talked about we that. Did. But uh, I 
don't one thing i'll say i like traditional pumpkin pie i'm very conservative when it comes to pumpkin pie same i do not need a pumpkin pie cheesecake i do not nope. need a, a pumpkin pot de creme i do not need and it just like just give me pumpkin i saw pie. this horrible horrible slanderous blasphemous assault on humanity uh photo on facebook and it said uh this is the only way to have pumpkin pie and what the person had done was take some like canned whipped cream stuff and completely coated the outside like all all over the top of it so that buried beneath this giant uh wool coat of a a cream pile was the pumpkin pie somewhere in the middle it was like mount saint mount saint whipped cream and it you it it erupts and inside is the crust and a little bit of pie and that is just horrendous and horrible and i can't believe that someone would do that to the delicious like you're burying the flavor and the the delicious spiciness that is pumpkin pie under all of that nasty arse whipped cream yeah uh i yeah i don't need that um uh, i i i just i just want traditional pumpkin pie and i, I know that a lot of people are like oh i'm gonna jazz it up and put a twist on it it's like no stop <laughs> don't, no, don't, don't put a twist, twist. On it. no if you've I, twisted you've gone too far <laughs> i don't want i don't want i don't want maple pecan pumpkin pie i don't want any any of these things Ugh. just give me pumpkin pie um but uh that i think that wraps it up um and now i, and I just want to have some stuffing and some pumpkin pie, but uh, we, we won't do that right now because it's eight twenty-six in the morning. <laughs> so yeah, not uh, necessarily a good start to the day. Yeah, or a spiced sausage. No. All right. Well, uh, it was good talking to you, and I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, have a good time. Same to you, and to all of you out there who are listening. And uh, if you have time, uh, and you haven't yet. Go to Joe's Twitter and check out his hilarious Star Trek video that he put together involving Animoji um, because it is a really good time. And we didn't get to talk about it on this episode, but I, I enjoyed it and ended up writing an article about it and asking Joe for what it took uh, to produce that video. And he hit me back with a lot more than I was expecting. So I shared some of that in the article as well. So you can uh, learn a little, I guess we'll, we'll link both in the show notes. Uh, you can learn a little bit about what went into creating that video. And um, yeah, uh, I'm sure that there was, you know, a lot of, of effort that went into it. So definitely go give it a watch and watch the whole thing because the end is the best, best part of it. Uh, and there's stuff sprinkled throughout that I think will uh, make you laugh. So check it out. Yeah, thank you very much for that endorsement. Uh, and I think everything's pretty self-explanatory inside the article. We had talked about it briefly. Dan and I had talked about it briefly on episode of Defocus, uh, but uh, it's not not a not <laughs> there's not that much depth to this. Uh, you're fine just reading Micah's article. Uh, the the uh, the the video was just one of those fun explorations of karaoke uh, stuff where people are lip syncing along to. Uh, uh, music or movies um i just took it a tiny step further uh it is definitely a trend that has stopped so uh you don't don't feel the need uh to 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 get too heavily emotionally invested in it or expect many more in the future 
Yeah, I, I, I have seen that it's slowed down quite a bit or slowed down quite a bit, but, mm-hmm. um, and there, uh, I should have moved quicker cause I, I had a few more, a few more in me, uh, from the office. So maybe those will someday appear regardless and I'll just be post trend hipster, uh, yeah. and well, just, just living that life. Wait until they do updated, uh, emoji faces. There you go. That cause it just like stickers. Um, the only time to use them is when they're new. Um, and then the rest of the time you don't touch them. Uh, cause that's, that's just the life of an iMessage app. Yes, that, that thus is the life of an iMessage app. Um, I zoned out there for a second because I'm just learning that, um, since the beginning of 2017, Android phones have been collecting the addresses of nearby cellular towers, even when location services are disabled and sending that data back to Google. Google says it doesn't save the info, but that certainly is something that uh, apparently was sent back to Google, even if you had location services disabled. So that's cool. Oh, uh, that was a nice note to end on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, sorry about your privacy, uh, but we will link. A, I'm going to send it to Joe. We'll link an article in the show note. F- show note? Yes. The show note from Quartz. It's all just one uh, note. <laughs> it's just one note. And it says F. Um, so there's a link in the show notes that will take you to the Quartz article that talks about Google collecting uh, location data, although apparently they don't save it. Mm. Oh, they got in trouble for something similar in the past when uh, they had their uh, uh, mapping vehicles driving around collecting all the, the Wi-Fi uh, stuff. <laughs> oh, <sighs> Google, you scamps. You, you silly dogs. <laughs> you silly geeses, gooses, stuff, mises. You silly, you silly meese. That's mm-hmm. the one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, until next time, I'm going to go play. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp and have a dad Is that gum. a euphemism? I wish. No. <laughs> it's uh it's a it's the new Animal Crossing's out on iPhone uh today, oh. on iOS today. Oh. And I'm very thrilled about it because it reminds me of when I was younger and played Animal Crossing on GameCube. Oh, okay. Uh throwback. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>